Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. And today I'm looking at a GCSE English literature text, which is John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. And I'm going to unpack the theme of dreams. Now, you don't have to get far into the story to discover that dreams is a massively important theme. And obviously, the time when this novel was set in the 1930s, the idea of the American dream was already firmly established in American society. Basically, the idea was that every American had the right to have their own patch of land in America, Um, a patch of land they could farm and then kind of have a, a lifestyle where They sustain themselves through the crops that they grow. And basically, um, everyone can be his own boss. Right at the beginning um, of the story, we see George and Lenny, who are migrant workers, itinerant workers, you know, going from ranch to ranch, working for whoever will pay them 50 bucks a month. And we see immediately something that makes them different. First of all, that they're together and not on their own. Um, And secondly, that they have this dream together. George says, we'll have a big vegetable patch and a rabbit hutch and chickens. When it rains in the winter, we'll just say the hell we're going to work. We'll build up a fire in the stove and set around it and listen to the rain coming down on the roof. In many ways, this dream seems quite a small achievable dream, but in so many ways, it's out of reach. And the very title of the novel, Of Mice and Men, is from a Robert Burns poem. Um, And basically the line is that the plans of mice and men often go awry, which kind of means that they tend to fail, go wrong. Even the title sets the tone that these dreams that the characters have are never really going to become a reality. Now, as the story develops, um, Steinbeck sort of dangles the tantalising possibility of the dream becoming a reality before George and Lenny. Candy, who's um, an older worker on the ranch, um, he's got a disability because he's got a hand missing, overhears George and Lenny talking about this plan. And as Candy asks them, if they really knew a place like this, he then begins to open up to them and offers them his payment that he got for his hand injury if he can join them. Suddenly, to George's shock and surprise, this thing that they never really thought was actually going to come true could become a real possibility. And so with uh, Candy on board, they start making plans to, you know, work a month or two, get enough money, Um, and then get out of there. Now, one night when George is in town, Lenny visits Crooks, who's the black stable buck, and he ends up telling Crooks about this dream. And Crooks is quite a bitter character. He's obviously been really mistreated by a lot of people. Um, And he's basically very sceptical that they're ever actually going to be able to do it. At first, he thinks Lenny's just crazy. Um, But when Candy comes in, Candy's able to confirm that this isn't just a pipe dream. Crooks comments, I've seen guys nearly crazy with loneliness for land. Every time a whorehouse or a blackjack game took what it takes. 
And then Crooks actually offers to join them. And he says, if you guys would want a hand to work for nothing, just as keep, why I'd come and lend a hand. For this fleeting moment, Crooks thinks about the possibility of being like his own father who had a ranch with chickens on as well. However, Curly's wife coming in and interrupting the gathering and eventually threatening Crooks um, with the possibility of getting lynched if she accused him of anything puts a stop to that. By the very end of the chapter, just a few pages later, Crooks is saying what she says is true. Um, And he says, I didn't mean it, just fooling. I wouldn't want to go to no place like that. As soon as he opts in, he opts out very shortly afterwards. But obviously the thing that really stops them achieving the dream is Lenny and his um, strength when he ends up killing Curly's wife. Now, it's interesting that Curly's wife has a dream of her own. Um, She's really convinced that this guy she met who said she could be in the pictures in the movies um, was genuine when realistically, probably every guy in California used that as his chat up line. But Curly's wife um, dresses in these uh, really eye-catching, attention-grabbing, red um, clothes, red mules, and is clearly completely out of place on a farm and doesn't want this kind of lifestyle. Which perhaps reflects that in the 1930s, many people were watching films in the cinema for the first time, you know, were were enjoying the lifestyle that was promised to them, um, enjoying the idea of it, even if they couldn't experience it themselves. But because Lenny accidentally kills Curly's wife, then the whole dream shatters because unfortunately George realises that he's going to have to shoot his own best friend and in doing so destroy his very dream. Now the ending of the novel is extremely poignant but as George gets the gun ready to, to hold it up to Lenny's skull he ends up having to recite the words of the dream that Lenny, Lenny knows them like almost like a fairy story or a nursery rhyme. He can parrot them by heart, but it soothes Lenny to hear George talk about this dream. And so George wanting Lenny to die in, in a happy place of thinking about happy things uh, recites for the one last time their dream. And George says, um, you know, he, he talks about how they're different to everyone else. Um, because I got you and and Lenny jumps in and I got you we got each other and of course it's so poignant because he's just about to shoot him in the head just like Candy's dog got shot so as George recites the dream for the last time Lenny dies in the happiness of that illusion but George is the one who has to face reality on his own there's perhaps some hope in the ending the fact that Slim understands the magnitude of what George has had to do. He says, you had her, George, I swear you had her. And then he he takes him for a drink. That gives us some measure of hope that Slim might be a replacement for Lenny and might actually be a much better companion for George. But out of all the characters on the ranch, Slim doesn't seem to have any dreams or ambitions of his own. Perhaps he's merely accepted their fate as you know, workers in the 1930s and their powerlessness um, in the state of, you know, in the um, post-Depression era, uh, the post-Wall Street crash season in the 1930s, um, and also the impact of the Dust Bowl, which meant so many workers were flooding California. 
Overall, the message of the novel seems to be that, yes, um, dreams will fail. And yet somehow we always want a dream to hold on to. And that's why dreams are really at the core of this novel. Um, they, they are part of what makes us human, even if we can't achieve them. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests. So if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.